Hello and welcome to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast, a show about life adversity, how to overcome it and transform your life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, a licensed psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And even though my hope is to deliver information that can be helpful for you to overcome adversity and transform your life, it is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical, and related professional. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode. This will be a solo episode, and I will share a little bit of a lot of things that have happened since I recorded first season. And that's why I wanted to share with you all. First, I want to give a shout out for this amazing folks that have provided a review in my podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you have felt that this episode or this podcast has been any helpful, I would appreciate if you can just go and rate it. This way, the more reviews and the more ratings that I have, then the more visibility there is for other people to be able to access the podcast. Also, to Therapy with Juliana, and her review is a great resource. This is such an informational podcast and therapist and a resource for clients. I love the topics shared and that the episodes are in English and in Spanish. Gracias, Dr. Liliana Garcia. De nada, Therapy with Juliana. And I'll be doing more reading some of the reviews. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Many of you probably today, I mean, when you get this episode, it already happened. But for you, it might be like last week, I announced publicly that I am expecting a baby in May. So that's what I've been cooking <laughs> for the last three months. And it's been a very interesting journey, especially as I feel like in the last month, my level of awareness and consciousness have grown significantly. I attributed part to it to working on this podcast and like really putting my heart and my soul into creating content that is helpful, that is authentic to me and that people can identify with because I don't want to be like another professional of talking from, you know, the outside. I also want to be able to share that piece that I'm a human being and like humanize a little bit of this whole journey of healing because there are enough people that are kind of like more of like, this is what you need to do and all that. But I feel like we forget the aspect of humanizing it and making it in a way that it doesn't sound like something so difficult and so out there that many people might just be kind of not wanting to do anything because they might be like, that's really hard to do anything that you're mentioning or saying. So that's why I wanted to share this a little bit and talk a little bit more about what I have been doing. So I would start with saying that before I found out I was pregnant, I was already in this deep meditation. I mean, I was technically pregnant. I just did not know. But I mean, going back and forth. But I've been having this call to slow down for the longest. I've looked at some of the documents that I've had about goals that I had for 2019. And from the beginning of 2019, a lot of my goals was to slow down and to kind of like pause and reflect. But I didn't listen. <laughs> and then I went full throttle in doing events and I was blessed enough to do many of them. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love doing live events and all that. But I was not listening to that little voice that was saying, you need to slow down. And then May came around and I attended this amazing event called We All Grow. 
and it's a Latina event for women that are kind of in the influencer or business or empresarias, jefas kind of thingy. And that got me, like if I was in full throttle, that pushed me farther away. And I mean, I also launched a podcast in May and all of that. So after that, the voice started to get a little bit louder and I kept ignoring it. And there was also something else going on, which I was undergoing several like monitoring because I have um, family history of breast cancer. And around May, I did some tests and I had to do a biopsy. It came back negative. And the voice started being like, hey, you got negative, so you have another chance. And because before then, when I was waiting for the results, I was kind of like, huh, if I get back the results and they're positive, what are some of the changes I would do? And then it was like, finally, I'll listen to the voice that says, I'll slow down. But then there was another voice that was like, but why do you need to wait to get some positive results? Like, why don't you just slow down right now? And then another one was like, no, you can't. Right now you have to do all these kind of things. So it was like a fight, like an internal fight. Anyone else identify? I bet I'm not the only one, right? And then my dog died (laughs) and that was so intense. And ah, I remember also the voice kept going like, see, like you need to be more present. You need to be more present. And I did not listen. So my stomach issues kind of started getting bad again. And around August, the voice got super loud. And it was something that I couldn't just turn it off. Like I was able to like ignore it and keep on going. In August, it was like, no. So when I went on vacation, I came back. I mean, at that moment, I was already pregnant, but I didn't know. I decided to stop everything. And it was really hard for me to do because one of the persons that I was working with, she's also a friend. And I was like, back and forth, like I'm going to let her down and all those kind of things. But I was like, I need to listen to my voice. I need to listen to this voice that's been for eight months on me, like hammering on me, like slow down. So I follow through and I stopped everything. I talked to her and, you know, it was a hard conversation, but I was like, I'm really sorry. And I just slowed down. And a week after I was like, I am either have a parasite or I'm pregnant. (laughs) I maybe got a parasite when I was in Puerto Rico because I was eating like pastelillos and like all this fried Puerto Rican yummy food. And yes, it was not a parasite. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's not a parasite. It's a human being. So I am really proud of me in the sense that I said, I listened to the voice before finding out I was pregnant because I honestly did not want it to do that after because I don't want a baby to feel like because of you, I, you know, now I'm going to do this kind of things or feel like they were the cause of it. But it was a good timing in that sense, because I went into maybe like this really kind of like wanting to be in my home by myself. And then the nausea and all these other things kicked in. And I was like, I don't want to do anything else in my life. At that time, I was already winning out some clients because I was getting out of the insurance. And I decided that back in June, that takes like four months. So it's not automatically, but it was like perfect timing because I need to slow down. And I was, I was for the month of September and October, I honestly just wanted to like, I I felt like I was a bear, like just in winter, like not wanting to do anything. 
and I was reflecting a lot about my life and I did a lot of inner work. And that's when I started reflecting a lot about how my go-go mentality, because even though some of the physical symptoms did not allow me to do anything, there was still that voice like, oh my God, you're going to lose the momentum. Like now people are going to forget about you, but you know, you need to make money because you're having another baby that's coming and LA is expensive and all those kind of things. And I was just like, I can't, something will work out. I know all of this because it was like a surprise baby. So all of this is part of a larger plan. And I've been getting signs for any of you that heard the Cosmic Weavers episode. You probably saw, I mean, heard about the spider. So after the spider, I started seeing lots of butterflies. I also saw some beetles for a long time. And then the V was a little bit before that. So I kept seeing all these kind of animals on a consistent basis. Like sometimes I was in the freeway. I'm not kidding. And I saw this amazing, beautiful, like yellow, orangey, huge butterfly into like circle around my car and then leave. So I was getting all these messages, all these angel numbers. I was seeing 111, 222, 333, 444, 555, sometimes on a daily basis. And it was so consistent. And I was like, I'm being prepared for something bigger. And then when I started to like retrieve and all that, I felt like it was so what I needed. Like I felt so aligned with everything that I needed. And I'm so happy that I did honor that voice and that rest that I needed, especially as I was developing at that time organs and, and, you know, all this kind of thing for this new baby that needed to rest and lower distress because it is such a critical time. And, you know, one of the ways that you pass on intergenerational trauma is through pregnancy. So I've been in this pregnancy, I've been way more cognizant about how I'm feeling, my stress levels, how to rest and how to say no to my kids sometimes. Like I can't do that to like overstretch myself because especially as I'm growing a little girl, I don't want this girl to feel that way. And that was something else that I reflected a lot about this self-sacrificing women image that I was modeled, not only in my family, but also in my culture, and also like the values of what, you know, being a woman is. And yes, we have accomplished a lot of things. We have a lot of rights that many years before they didn't, I think it was needed. And I love the notion that for something to kind of move forward first you have to go to like the opposite and like you know the extreme to then find a balance and that's what I felt in many ways it was because now a lot of women are like we can have it all we can work in this but then it's instead of like being like we can have it all it become like yes we're doing it all and it's too much especially for people like me that are in the go-go oh that was like I was already riding the train and then you allow me this I'm like in speed like super speed and and it was not helpful. And one of the risk factors for cancer, even though I know research is back and forth, this is the whole thing about stress and anxiety and inflammation. So, and inflammation, one of the causes is stress, is anxiety. So I've been like really reflecting about my worth. And now that I have a second child on the way and it's a girl, how I want her, and I mean, she can decide her gender and, and all that later on, but for now, as a born, as a girl, as a female, what I want her to know is that she doesn't have to be that. I don't want her to get that model for me. And I want her to model that she can be a very, like, you can have it all, but not doing it all, if that makes sense. So that's what I've been up to. And yeah, 
I've been trying to figure this out. Like I just said, I don't want to keep doing it all. And after I said that, interesting, in October, I had this event that I already purchased months before. Otherwise, I would not have gone. Believe me, it was hard for me to go. And it was also hard for me to not be as present or as participative, if that's a word, participating as much as I usually do, um, leaving the room at times because I just needed a break or I felt nauseous, like being super gentle with myself. That was a little hard because I'm usually like first row and don't leave the room and all those kind of things. But anyways, in that event, and this is like an event from a male digital course master. And one of the keynote speakers was Kate Northrop, and she was talking about the moon cycles and how to do less and all these kind of things, which I was introduced by that by the amazing Linda Garcia in her podcast, Let There Be Loose. So this was the second person, but I was amazed to be like, wow, Kate is talking about this in a group of, even though the majority are women, a lot of the values in that kind of business, they're masculine values in many ways, like do it, like all those kind of things. And here she comes to like, do it with your cycle, do it. I mean, your cycle, there's many different explanations about that, but more it's how to be in the flow and not to force things and to really listen to your body and all those kind. And I was like, here's the message, like, what else do I need? And then she offered the program and I actually applied and it was back and forth thinking because next year I'll be more advanced in my pregnancy and then I'll have my little one. But I'm like, I don't know anywhere else. Where can I find this kind of philosophy out there? Because something else that I have found out is that this is something that is shared within many Latinos and many other minority groups is this idea that we have to do it all. And I'm relating it to a lot of it to trauma and like complex trauma and intergenerational trauma in terms of how we were in survival. And when we moved here, a lot of us did not have any support. So we needed to do it all and we needed to be self-sufficient as a way to survive because otherwise we could have technically died. So I understand that. But at the same time, I'm also really blessed that I'm I'm no longer at that stage in my life. And I know this is a privilege and there's been so many people that have paved the way, all the sacrifices that my grandma and my ancestor did. So I could be right now in a moment that I can have the privilege enough to be able to really reflect and not be completely in survival mode. And I feel like here's the step for me to kind of take ownership and stop this pattern. And like I was saying, I don't know any people, like I've met a lot of jefas, a lot of Latinx that are in business, but a lot of them are also in that go, 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 doing it all, like not delegating, it's their business and like working super long hours. It's like so admire in our culture to be the do it all. And I think it's counterproductive because in a way it, it stops us. It gets us to a point, but it stops us. And I was remembering all the statistics that I learned in We All Grow in terms of like how the Latinx community, especially Latinas, are one of the fastest growing business. However, they're earning less. And I would assume, besides all these other racial kind of components, that one of it is because not being able to scale your business faster and bigger because of not delegating, if that makes sense. And that's something that I'm working on. Delegating, hiring people, and knowing that things don't have to be 100% perfect before they go out. I mean, I've never been a perfectionist, but 
I like to kind of micromanage or do it in a very certain way. The other thing that I've been learning a lot is how to really express my needs in a clear way because I was raised in a household that the language and in my culture, the language is very indirect. It's like, you're not going to go and take a shower instead of like, go and take a shower. And you would understand as a child that that meant that go and take a shower. But it's confusing because it's not direct. And yeah, I mean, I could do a whole episode on this. But when I'm delegating, it's hard for me to be able to express things clearly because I, I don't even know what language to use because, again, it's all this indirect. So I'm like reprogramming myself for that as well and to be specific, clear, and to the point because how my brain works is sometimes I go like to the whole picture and I do things but I'm not necessarily somebody super organized with step one, step two, step three. I usually just figure out in the way. There's many times that I just put a password. I don't forget. I keep putting passwords. And then I never remember because I kept putting so many passwords and one of them worked, but I never know which one worked because that's how I kind of do things at time. And I think that got amplified after I had my son because I had less time to do stuff. So um, that's why I decided to join Kate's program. And I'm super excited because it's a group of women that they're all working with this philosophy of do less. And now that I have a second child and I'm really, really paying attention to that inner voice of resting, of balancing my life, I don't want to get cancer. And if I do get cancer, I want to like do it in a different way. I want to be healthy for my son and now for this little one. We love traveling and we want to keep traveling and doing things. So and I know with the pace that I was going, yes, I would have been successful. I would have gotten a lot of things but the cost would have been super, super high. So that's what I wanted to share in terms of like, if this is helpful for anyone and no. And if you might be asking like, what are you doing for that inner self-work? What are you doing to work to reprogram all these things? I started with just self-consciousness. And what I mean with that is just like sitting down and reflecting, okay, what am I feeling? What is going on? Where is this coming from? What is the urge? And just observing my thoughts. And that's been hard to hear my voice, part of my fear going like, oh my God, Instagram, and you're not like being consistent or being that and like the algorithm and you have less followers, blah, 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 and listen to it and not have to do something. That for me is hard. So it's responding instead of reacting. Some days like it's really hard and I kind of go a little bit and then I remember, oh, no, you have to stop. So I'm trying not to be so impulsive when I get an idea and trying to write it down and be more waiting on it. I actually recorded this episode and it was like an impulsive thing. I, I was like, I need to do it, I need to do it. And I was so congested and I sent it to the person that edited and then I was like, okay, no, that was not a good episode. I'm sorry, I'm going to re-record it. So here I am. So that's what I've been doing. The other thing is I've been doing the future self journaling and that's been also really helpful. But yes, and reading about ways of reparenting, bringing about the new qualities that I want to bring and just being very patient with myself and like really listening. I was not being that consistent with the morning routine because I was not feeling good. So being super like applying self-compassion to myself, that was another big one and super important. So that's basically what I wanted to share with you all. And this will be one of the bonus episodes. I'm already organizing and preparing for second season that will be launching somewhere in January, but just wanted to let you guys know this. I also wanted to share about some upcoming events, so that way you're in the know. So the first one will be next Sunday, Sunday, November 24th, and it's going to be at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 
And this one is going to be a virtual healing circle for women of color. And I decided to create this because as I've been working for over 10 years and I've done a lot of my work with women of color, I've noticed that there are some things that differentiate their experience in their healing journey. And a lot of those experiences are not being kind of um, met or understood or even discussed when they are seeking help via traditional ways like therapy or go into like personal growth events and stuff like that. So I wanted to create that first healing circle and it's going to be virtually to join forces with other fellow women of color and start sharing the information and, and our journey together in terms of how is it going? How does it apply? What are the struggles that you're living and provide support to each other? Also, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the importance for us to stick together and really heal these kind of things because they're no longer serving us and is not helping our cultures, our families to continue to be here. So adding different topics like intergenerational trauma, like other sea traumas, like cumulative traumas, like racism, prejudice, slavery, immigration, whatever the participants bring that it's relevant to them because this will be a space that will be open to talk about those things and how that impacts or hinders the traditional things that people hear in terms of their healing journey. The other thing that I also want to bring is a little bit about different coping skills so we can continue working on regulating our nervous system and being able to respond as opposed to react to stop those patterns and not only stop it for ourselves, but also stop it for the people that are around us and if we have any future generations as well. So that's basically what I wanted to do. And this one is going to be November 24th and it's virtually. So what that means is that it will be held via the internet, via Zoom. And if you want to get into and get one of your spaces, because they're limited spaces, I would definitely recommend you to go ahead and you can visit my website, The Beyond Resilience Live, which it will be here, the link. And over there, you can get the information via the event page. And also you can go to my Instagram, Dr. Liliana Garcia or the Beyond Resilience Life, and over there you'll be able to go into my bio and be able to click in Linktree to get a hold of the spaces. So that's the first event that I wanted to let you guys know. The second one, I am so excited. I think you guys will be one of the first to get to know this. I still don't know when I'm going to announce in my social media, so probably Tuesday might be that day. But I am going to do, because I don't know if you know, but November marks our sixth month for the podcast and I wanted to create like a celebration. So I'm going to do a live recording and I'm going to invite some of you because the spaces are limited to join us and I have a very special guest, someone that I consider a friend, una hermana, someone that I admire, somebody that is working really good at expanding her social media and providing like super good quality posts and information about complex trauma about our different parts, healing the inner child, issues that apply to people of color and black indigenous people of color and lots of other kind of things. And she's so sweet. And recently she opened her own office in New York. And I believe she kind of almost is, I was going to say sold out and that's not the word. I think she's almost full in her practice. But if you're interested go and check her out, her name is Natalie Gutierrez and she's a licensed marriage and family therapy. And right now her office is in New York. And she's also a fellow Boricua. She was raised in New York. I believe born and raised in New York. And the topic, which I'm so happy, is going to be part of the healing journey for Black, Indigenous, people of color. And I'm going to interview her on that. 
And how it's going to work is for the limited spaces, the people that participate, they can be in the live recording and it will also be via Zoom. And then at the end of the live recording, and this one will only be in English for the sake of time and the event. And then at the end of the live recording, then we're going to have a time for Q&A. I'm going to give like maybe 15, 20 minutes. So if you're part of it, then you can ask questions to either one of us and, you know, get the information. And for anyone that registers, and this is free, is also going to be able to get the um, live recording for a limited time. And then I'm going to edit it. I mean, I'm going to send it to my editor. And then we're going to release this bonus episode. But if you want to be in it, then get your spot because this is going to go really fast because she's also going to announce it within her own network. And how to get the tickets, they will be also via the beyondresiliencelife.com or also via my Instagram accounts. You should be able to find a link there and to reserve your spot. So I'm so looking forward to doing these two events and to start this more specific kind of journey of talking and sharing information that applies to Black, Indigenous, people of color, because I feel like there are not that much out there, especially from a mental health perspective. And the last thing that I wanted to say was, if you want to be in the know and be one of the first to know any of this, the first people that I release this information are my email list. So if you want to join my email list, I would invite you. You can go to my Instagram accounts. I believe it's there, the link. Oh, also, you can just go to the beyondresiliencelive.com website and over there you should be able to find the link to join the mailing list. And that's usually the first way to get to know any of the new events because I know right now we're in like a little break and I'm doing this bonus episodes. But if there's an event in between, that's how you're going to be able to find it. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of you in this upcoming Healing Circle, the virtual one on November 24th, and then for the live recording for the episode with the awesome Natalie Gutierrez, and that's going to be on December 7th. I just noticed that we didn't share the time. Yes, Saturday, December 7th at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30, I believe, Eastern. Yeah, again the mailing list or my Instagram, that's where you're going to find the exact details. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of you and be able to finally see your face, even if it's virtually. So take care and thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. If you like this episode, please make sure to review it and comment on it and share it with your friends and family. Until next time. 